Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Spartans. It is Monday, April 27th. 2020 is the year. I am your host, Will Hunter, joined by my sports out co-host Matt no, Sheehan. No, 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 no. That was awesome. What what a whirlwind <laughs> of a few days right there between the draft, um, the Last Dance documentary, which I haven't watched yet. I'm gonna get to it later tonight. But wow, just what a stretch of days that we have coming up. It um of stuff yeah. to talk about, of course. Yes. Uh it was the first time in six weeks that things kind of felt normal for more than I don't know a few hours because like we've had different things going on mm-hmm. occasionally and mm-hmm. um you know nfl free agency uh the first last dance you know there's been some things here or there kind of wetting the appetite for but for the first time in a long time we had a stretch of days where it was like all right i got something new something to pay attention to something to Yell uh, at, look at yeah. yeah yell about with other strangers it was very nice yeah it was fantastic so that, was, that was nice yeah getting the really old uh, like text group chats fired up about what's going on that you used to uh, when games were a thing back in the day it was uh, a, a small step to a return to normalcy it was very nice small step um, very nice feels like we got a long ways to go but yeah yeah but uh, hey you know what a little sprinkle of that in there We'll take it. We'll take it. We uh, we are going to have a busy week, I think, Matt. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. We've got nine things to talk about today. We're only going to get to a few of them. Yeah. So we're going to have to kick the can a little bit. Yep. And there are going to be more things that looks like popping up throughout the week. Uh, Football recruiting is certainly something that could, hint, hint, take up some time this week. We'll see. It could be a little time. It could be a lot of time. Perfect. Hope it takes up a lot. I think it could. We'll we'll see. I'm not super plugged in. You know that. Yeah, more people plugged more in pl- most though. Yeah, people more plugged in than I um, have alluded to it. So we'll uh, we'll see. And there's a few Michigan State targets that are um, committing this week that are predicted to go to Michigan State as well. If you're just paying attention to recruiting rankings and crystal balls and stuff like that. So you know, I love the crystal ball. Of, uh, Oh, I love the crystal ball. A lot of recruiting stuff to get to later in the week. Um, We've got 1,900 football players who signed as undrafted free agents that we need to get to. We'll talk about that. Yeah. We'll get to them eventually. Yeah. Yeah, um, But on today's show, Matt. Yeah. (laughs) This is a hell of an episode. You don't get a lot of Sunday night news (laughs) dumps uh, (laughs) in life, but, well, we we got one in stride, and thank God we recorded late tonight. (laughs) Otherwise, uh, Uh we would not have gotten that one in there. Yeah. So, uh, Aaron Henry has declared for the NBA draft. <gasps> no. Dun, dun, no. Dun. No. Scrap, scrap the program, right? Scrap the program. Okay. Um, all right. All right. This doesn't mean what it used to mean. No. We're going to talk about it. We'll do that I in the first that, segment. Least. Yeah. Well, I mean, it could, but it just in general, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State landed a commitment of a 2021 quarterback. That you're high on. I am high on him. Like Phil Jackson and some peyote mm. in the Mojave Desert. I'm sure that's going to make sense when I watch The Last Dance after recording this, yes. Oh, I, I mean, there's nothing about it, but I, I'm pretty sure oh, okay. Phil Jackson smokes peyote. Um, yeah, that's or has. assumption. It's yeah. just like, well, I probably think is. So. He, he is right now currently doing it, yes. 
Um, we're going to talk about that. Hampton Fay is his name. Michigan State lands a quarterback for the 2021 class. And then third segment, we will get to uh, as much as we can with Josiah Scott and Kenny Willekes, um, the two draftees, where they're headed, and what we thought about just the draft in general. Um, and then, like I said, later in the week, we'll, we'll get into more things. Brian Lewerke, I think, landed in a great spot. There's some other interesting signings that Michigan State players um, have had, so we can definitely talk more draft stuff throughout the week. Busy, busy week, Matt. Yeah, definitely. It'll be a fun one. It'll be a fun one. Reminder to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcasts. We do this every single day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, Matt. Every day. Every, well, most days. Five five days out of the week. Yeah. Talk for like five more seconds so I can take a drink of water. Oh, man. I don't even know what to talk about. Although, you know what? Well, I'm back. You, you know what else I did? I, 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 I golfed today. Speaking oh of returning to normalcy, it was, it was <laughs> nice. So between the draft and golf, wow, shanking balls all, all over the lot. Um, yeah, big weekend. Big weekend for your boy. All right, let's let's talk about Aaron Henry. Yeah, let's. Um, my panic is at a ten out of ten right now. Uh, Aaron Henry is declared for the draft. He, that definitely means he's not coming back. And no, just like you're saying, it, it means something different. Um, I, I've talked about this before. I think Will, you agreed with me. Um, if you even have the slightest inkling of playing professional basketball, starting all the way at the top, Xavier Tillman, a guy that probably is going to go and probably is going to stay, all the way down to Malik Hall. I, I would just put your name in the draft because you can get it, your name, your feedback that you're going to get, what you need to work on the following year or two years or however long they give you in the window, and you can just work on that. It's free feedback. It's a free diagnostic test. Why wouldn't you take advantage of it? And Aaron Henry is doing that. We're pretty sure. Of course, there is that chance. It's always startling to read that a player on your team has declared for the draft. I'm not going to lie. My heart skipped a beat. I'm like, oh, my Aaron Oh, oh, that's right. He could just easily come back next year and is probably just trying to find out what to do. But still, there's a chance that he does stay in the draft. However, I don't think that's the case. I'm sure you don't think that's the case. This one, to me, seems pretty shut and closed. Yeah. Shut and dry. Is shut and dry a thing? Um, cut and dry? Cut and dry. Or cut open and, and dry. shut? Open and shut. That's or it. Or cut and open or open, and, open shut. and dry. Yeah, those are the four that you can... Yeah, yeah yin yeah. and yang is another one. Correct, what? yeah. Yin and cut, yeah. <laughs> Got it. Nailed it. Um, I, I think this one is pretty much... Aaron Henry is doing the smart thing that you alluded to. He is someone who... There's a realistic possibility in his future that... Um, he could be playing in the NBA. And sure. I don't think he's quite ready yet. Um, I, I think the scouting people have kind of come to that conclusion. He's someone who, beginning of the season, mid-season, you're like, okay, he's kind of mid-second round range. You'd see him in the 40s or 50s for prospect rankings. And he kind of fell down a little bit because he had an up-and-down season. He really mm-hmm, yeah. kind of rallied at the end, and you, know, you see – flashes and glimpses and you start to see longer stretches of play we're like okay Aaron Henry's a pro um but he's someone who I've seen uh generally out of the top 60 which is you know 60 players get drafted Mm -hmm. and so for him someone who has the upside to if Aaron Henry works on some things and comes back and has a big junior year you're like yeah I could see him being someone taken in the top 45 of the NBA draft and that is as we've talked about 
uh, a good chance at a, a decent amount of guaranteed money um, mm-hmm. and a couple-year deal. And then if you play really well, you're able to get to free agency quickly, and it can really work out for you. Draymond Green's a pretty good example of that. Um, that obviously on like the high end, but it, it can be like se- second round isn't what it used to be. It's now a real legit like, okay, second round pick, you're going to earn some real money and you're going to have a legitimate shot to play in the NBA. So that is a spot where he can definitely get to someone who can for sure get drafted if he has a nice junior season. And I think that's kind of the road he's on right now. And I think he's aware of that. Um, I'm not stunned that he declared I'd be stunned if he stayed. Um, in and the draft, Tom, right? Yeah, yeah, in the draft. If he stayed in the draft, um, it's a good clarification by you. Very yeah. important. Here to clean you up, yeah. I would be stunned if Aaron Henry wasn't playing for Michigan State next season. Um, it'll be interesting with the process. The June 15th is the withdrawal date. Um, I don't know if that gets moved or we have no idea what's going to happen. So that's certainly a story to keep an eye on. But I think this is one where you can kind of breathe easy. Um, and unless he gets feedback that is uh, running contrary to the mock drafts and the prospect rankings and, and that stuff. The eyeball test, really, too. <laughs> I mean, although he, he, did, he did have a strong end of the season, I want to make that clear. I mean, he was up and down the whole season, but boy, he had a, a strong up for the last six, seven games of the year. I want to yeah. point that out. But still, like, it's it just, I don't know. Me, you, I'm sure a lot of listeners kind of agree. Like, yeah, maybe pro in the future. Not now. No, and it's we'll it's definitely feedback. it's definitely a possibility. Shoot it a little bit better, handle it a little bit better, be more in control while driving, keep improving on defense, keep getting stronger, keep getting better at rebounding. And in a year from now, a calendar year from now, we could very well be like, yeah, Aaron Henry's going to probably be a first-round pick, for sure going to go in the top 45. He's going pro. And it'll be good. Um, Mm -hmm. I just, you know, not quite there yet. And, you know, if he goes great, more power to him. We're never, you and I are never going to badmouth anybody ever for doing that. Oh, no, no, no. I won't badmouth him. I'll be incredibly bummed and worried and panicky. But, hey, good for him. Go get your money. (laughs) Uh, Yes, everyone always go get your money. Uh, I just think there's a few spots that he needs to get a little bit better at. And then he'll be someone who for sure can be confident that he's going to pick. And I think that'll be the feedback. Hey, you're getting there. You're probably not going to get drafted if you come out. You know, maybe you latch on in the G League. He would be someone who, like, just because of his size, uh, the game he plays, the skill set that he does have, and sort of you can project him out a couple years and be like, all right, I see you fitting in the NBA. Like, he would be a G League player if he went undrafted. Like, he would get on a G League team and, you know, get paid a little bit of money um, to play basketball, and that's great, um, and develop professionally if he wants to go that route. I see him, I don't know, really liking being at Michigan State, right? We think mm-hmm. he enjoys it. hope so. Yeah, I enjoyed it when I was there. I can't see how anyone could not enjoy it. <laughs> um, I think he's someone who is, I'm pretty confident saying that he's going to be back at Michigan State uh, next season. And if he's not, we'll cross that bridge with another episode explaining why it's awful and horrible. And, well, I hope we don't have to record that episode at least this year. Oh, this team is going to be potentially in some trouble if Aaron Henry leaves. Um, big if, is, big if. <laughs> a, a bridge to cross another day. I'm just looking at Aaron Henry's 
birth date, and it's like, this is, I know he's a sophomore and going to be a junior, but, like, he's born in 1999. It just, like, blows me away. I don't, I don't like hearing that whatsoever. No, I don't know. That's enough of that. It was crazy. I didn't know they, you know, I didn't know people were born after, you know, 1992 or three. I, I don't I like that. Stopped. I just do not like thinking about it. <laughs> All right, we're going to pause here. We'll come right back uh, and talk about Michigan State's latest football recruit, um, quarterback. Very important position to uh, to get right. And Michigan State seems like they got a pretty good one, but it's a weird case. We'll talk about it in just a minute. Matt, that was one of my best end of segment teases ever. That was solid. That was solid. And, you know, just to enter this segment, um, you remember last week when I said everyone should really hone in on Caden Salter <laughs> if they want a nice recruiting battle to to dive in on, to get yeah. their nose into? Um, two parts, uh, sorry, and second part, uh, whoops, on that one. Um, I, yeah. Shoot. <laughs> that is one. So Caden Salter, uh, the day before Hamp Faye committed to Michigan State, Caden Salter is a four-star quarterback, number 87 overall prospect in the country, one of the top dual-threat guys in the country in the recruiting rankings, and um, was being pursued by Michigan State, had a virtual visit, and we had talked about, like, hey, keep an eye on this because this is something where it could be someone worth watching. Um, And it just turns out that you're not going to – we know you're not going to land a guy like Salter without a visit – and Michigan State is kind of newer to his recruiting. He's had some places that he's more familiar with that he's been to that have recruited him longer. And when you're a prospect of that ilk, you're just kind of like, all right, I got three pretty good options here in Baylor, Arkansas. And you're like, Arkansas? Look, remember who Arkansas just hired, Matt. Kendall Bryles. Huh? Kendall Bryles behind uh, good old Mike Leach. Oh no, that was no. Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Um, I was gonna oh, say, wait, hold, Lane oh, God, Kiffin, hold on. Lane Kiffin. Oh my God, why did I say Mike Leach? He's what? at Mississippi State. Lane Kiffin's Ole Miss. Who the hell is Chad Long? Ar- what? Yeah, isn't Chad Long at Arkansas? Oh God, I hope so. Oh God. Otherwise, we're restarting this whole thing. Who the hell did Arkansas just hire? Yeah, Lane Kiffin's at Ole Miss. Kevin oh, Rose. that's right. Okay, they hired Sam Pittman, who is the Georgia O line coach. Who's Chad Lawn? Did I just make up Chad Lawn? I think I just made up a name. Chad I, Morris was the coach. Chad Morris. Morris yeah. Lawn, Tomatoes, Tomatoes. It's all the same Chad thing. Chad Morris got fired. He was... Um, <laughs> I knew a Chad Lawn in school. That's why the Lawn got... That was like the only Chad I knew. Oh, boy. I'm a disaster right now. <laughs> yeah. Chad, Chad Morris was at SMU, then Arkansas. He was the uh, uh, OC with Dabo there for a little bit at Clemson. Um, yeah, Sam Pittman, who is George's O-line coach and is like a leader, rah-rah guy. And so, yeah, they did hire Kendall Bryles. Mm-hmm. This is such a freaking um, <laughs> a tangent that is totally unnecessary. Um, <laughs> but they hired Kendall Bryles to be the offensive coordinator. Yeah, so Baylor, Arkansas with Kendall Bryles as the OC, and now Tennessee, which is the, his final three, and I think it's going to end up being Tennessee. Anyway. In closing, yes, uh, that did not work out. <laughs> that did not work out, um, but, but not even a day after uh, it was realized that Michigan State was out of the uh, Caden Salter race, they landed a commitment in the form of Hampton Fay. Great name. Who is a 6'5", 210- Pound quarterback from All Saints Episcopal in Fort Worth, Texas. Um, all right, I'm just going to read this off here real quick. 
Uh, 24-7 sports composite, 83-6-6, which is tied for the lowest among Michigan State's seven recruits. Number 36 pro-style quarterback, number 151 player in Texas. 24-7 sports has him as the 40th best pro-style quarterback, 205th best in the state of Texas. A mid to lowish three-star prospect had 13 offers, six of which were Power 5, Boston College, Colorado, uh, Rutgers, Pitt, Illinois, Indiana. There yeah. you go. That's the rundown. Strong, yeah. But, I mean, I'm pretty sure he was offered a Colorado when Tucker was still there. So this has been a long yes. recruitment by Tucker and company, correct? So, Matt, when I read off those stats to you, mm-hmm. those rankings, the, the numbers, all that. Sure. What is your immediate honest thought about what level of prospect this is and what kind of you know, we have plan A recruits, plan B recruits, plan C recruits, and uh oh recruits, right? Yeah, sure, yeah, of course. Where would you think that type of player falls in on the plan? Not necessarily high. Um I am loving the Texas portion of that. I am oh, not sure. Loving the uh, the the numbers portion of that. Um, so you just again. like players from Texas? Oh yeah, sure. Come on, why not? I mean, <laughs> they made a movie down there about football. How bad could that that's state true. be? Yeah, come on, that's all you need to know. Friday Night Lights. I've seen that movie actually. Um, yeah. So, but I know because you texted me. I think even a day or two before, maybe even three days before. It was like three or four days before. Yeah, you, ask, you, what you were in front I text of this. You? you were in front of <laughs> what this. What did I text you? You said that. This... Mark this down right now. Some of the long lines of this. Mark this down right now. Hampton Fay will be better than Caden Salter. So I like, did say that. Well, gee willikers. Well, that's that's quite the the sweeping proclamation to make right now. Yes. Um, so, just for reference, and this has nothing to do with Caden Salter because he's a really good prospect. Like it would have been great if Michigan State landed him. Um, you watch his tape, and you're like, "Yep, yeah, I get it. He's good." Mm-hmm. Um, he's like the 87th recruit in 2021 class. Hamp Fay is 1,084. Okay, there's a gap between them. Yeah. Yes. A sizable one. So what gives? <laughs> well, I've been dying to know what gives ever since you sent that text because I did not follow up. I didn't ask. I was like, you know what? When I hear this explanation, I want it to be uh, just live over recording. <laughs> um, so it may seem strange, but Hamp Fay was a Plan A recruit. Okay. Um, he was one of the first people uh, brought. Uh, one of the first people offered. Um, by the staff, I think he was like third. It was like him, okay. Salter, and uh, Peter Costelli, the other quarterback from California. I think he is. Like those were the first three offers basically given out. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very much uh, a hard target. They got him onto campus before COVID hit and rolled out the red carpet for him. Stephen Brooks had a really good uh, story about just like him. Like he op- they open the doors. It's Tucker and Johnson. They pull out. All the stops, full blast, full blitz, let's get Hampton Fay as our quarterback. And that's how he ends up committing in the middle of a pandemic um, before his recruiting really was able to even get started. Gotcha. Okay. So he was a plan A recruit. And you're like, really? 1,084th in the country, plan A recruit? It's kind of what I'm asking, yeah. (laughs) Kind of what you're asking. Well, here is the context of this. And I... Um, and have written about this. I'm in the process as we record of writing about this, breaking down his film, uh, and just providing context to 
this specific recruitment because it is a little bit strange. So you can read it, spartanswire.usatoday.com. Don't have enough time to get into all of it here, but we'll get into a little bit. Um, so Hamp Fay, and he goes by Hamp, which is pretty sweet. Good sure. name. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan oh, of it's the strong. Name. It's strong name. It's a strong name. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has started three games as a high school quarterback, Matt. Three more than I have, but okay, a little low. More than still, still on the low side. Yeah, still on the low side. Uh, as a sophomore, he was at Aledo, Aledo High School, which is in the Fort Worth area, one of the best high school programs in the state, which yeah. is saying a lot because it's Texas. Uh, they've won like ten cha- state championships in five A or something like that, and six A is as high as it gets. So they're kind of right there. Um, huge school, huge football school, huge tradition. He was a starting receiver slash would come in and occasionally play quarterback, um, you know, throw a few passes every game as a sophomore at Aledo High School, state championship team that went 16-0, and okay? That's not bad, yeah. So you played a little quarterback there, was most receiver, and was by what I read a pretty darn good receiver who was kind of like, hey, maybe there's some D1-ish looks here. Um, again, he's 6'5", 210, and runs 4'7"-ish in the 40. Um, Respectable, yeah. Well, Brian Lewerke ran like a five flat, four nine two or something like that. Yeah, so respectable. Mm. Yeah. yeah, he's he's fast. Um, yeah, he's fast. Um, so there's that, right? And a lot of these highly regarded recruits at quarterback will uh, be freshman starters, sophomore starters. Uh, Rare is a really top flight prospect who doesn't play until their junior year, mm-hmm. and that is at huge schools where it's like, oh yeah, he was. Trevor Lawrence is back up for a couple years. Sure, right, right. right. And that's well, that's not even a good example because his school isn't that big. But you know, the the quarterback at IMG Academy gets gets a year or two, right? Mm-hmm. This is different from a typical sort of recruiting story at the quarterback stuff because of that, right? So then he transfers his junior season to All Saints Episcopal, which is also in Fourth Fort Worth. Um, they had uh, crap. I think his running backs going to SMU, maybe. Okay, all right. Uh, center is one of the best centers in the country. His, his left tackles actually a five star, I think. Very nice. Um, so there is like legitimate talent. Like they're 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 good. Um, so he plays the first three games at All Saints. Starting quarterback is outstanding. Throws for a ton of yards, ten touchdowns. Um, runs in a couple more touchdowns, and then he hurts his shoulder and he's out for the year. That's a problem for a quarterback, especially. That is, oh, yeah. unless, No, I'm not going to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> you say unless you already play at State and they're just going to try you out there for the rest of the season and let you just die on live camera. But anyway, that we're, we're beyond that now. It's the Mel Tucker era. Yeah, I apologize. So, uh, this kid has been kind of in and out of a lineup uh, freshman, sophomore year. Junior year, transfers to a new school. He's the guy, plays three games, gets hurt. Um, and does enough in that time to get 13 Division One offers and six Power 5 offers, which uh, is pretty good. That's efficient. We, we like efficiency here. Hey, guys. Will here. Um, I know this is an abrupt moment for a break, but what happened was uh, I lost track of time and talked about Hampton Fay for about 20 minutes. Now, that totally screwed up our clocks, uh, and I realized it about 30 minutes into the show, which is kind of where we try to end every single show, you know, right around a half an hour. So 
Got a break right here in the middle of the Hampton Face segment. We'll come right back, pick right back up where we left off, and then we'll get into the NFL draft for uh, a few minutes towards the end. Yeah, um, and so I was actually going to do a thing before this all happened. I was going to write out uh, breakdowns of the three or four targets that Michigan State kind of had at quarterback. Uh-huh. And yes, Hampton Fay was going to be the first one, and he, of all of them, uh, was my favorite of the bunch. Look at that. The Will Hunter he, ringing endorsement. Yeah, um, his ranking is absurd. <laughs> it is stupid and wrong. Um <laughs> I understand the reasoning behind it and really what it is. Like, he's got this sort of ranking that's like, yeah, we can't really rank you too high because you've only played three games. Sure. Um, it's just kind of a dummy ranking. It's a fill-in thing. Like, we'll get to it later. Need, need to it's, see more tape, probably. It's more. Yeah, yeah it's more that you don't. Um, <laughs> you don't. If you ha- you don't. Um, okay. All right. It's all right. it's more that. Like, honestly, it took, like, six plays. So I was like, yep, I see it. I get it. <laughs> Sold. Um, yeah, there's 40 I mean, time pair next to it, too. That that doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's kind of a dummy ranking. But he is um, somehow, as someone who's only played in a few games, already, like, and I don't want to, like, oh, we're running so long here. Every Division One prospect, quarterback-wise, like, is pretty much really talented. They're generally like the best player or one of the best players on the field. They're one of the biggest people. They all have decent arms, which look incredible compared to the five foot seven kid who runs veer and occasionally has to throw a pass that we all played against in high school. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You familiar. Oh yeah. Very um, right. So quarterback highlight films can be incredibly deceptive because you flip it on. You're like, Whoa, Whoa. And then you realize like, yeah, that doesn't translate because that kid's not going to be able to run around and evade a five foot seven, 150 pound defensive end, and then just chuck it up to his guy who's also a D1 player playing against someone who is thinking about his algebra two test, right? Yeah, exactly. So you look for stuff that translates and stuff um, that you're like, all right, this is actual quarterback play. And almost nobody has these things in high school, and they shouldn't because you play against three defenses you're like okay we got a cover two a cover three and these these guys sometimes run man and that's it nobody disguises anything the pre-snap reads aren't really existent it's a whole different thing it's just kind of like go be talented and make an accurate throw and that's what you see from any highlight film that you put in it's like okay this person is faster than everyone okay this guy uh can throw it really far all right he's big he's strong he's fast he can throw it and that's kind of what you get single read, make a play. And you're like, okay, yep, we have the talent. He's got to work on a million different things. But that's not the case with one Hampton Fay, Matt. I, I, I love the passion behind this. You're, you're getting me sold as you do. This is uh, your specialty here. Yeah, well, I mean, people just, it, it's a thing. Um, he's got pretty damn good mechanics um, in terms of like technical stuff, which is good. A lot of high school kids have to work on stuff like that. And he has stuff to work on. Um, There are multiple plays. He played three games. There are multiple plays in his highlight film where he goes through progressions. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. We like that. Which doesn't happen in high school. Um, Probably helps to have like a five-star all-world left tackle there to buy you that time to go through progressions. But hey, maybe you that in college too. That leads me to my next point. Uh, He's very comfortable in a pocket. Um, He needs to get better at it. But 
the thing that you'll see a lot with these kids is they'll drop back, they'll have a clean pocket, and then they'll just take off <laughs> because yeah. they're faster than everyone. Sure. Um, and that doesn't work unless you're Denard Robinson, and even then it doesn't really work because you can stop it, right? Yeah, you, right. We've seen it. Uh, it takes a special type of person, and, and there's one kid ever <laughs> who can do that mm-hmm. uh, in each class. Um, so that's another thing is he's very comfortable navigating, maneuvering within the pocket, which is kind of really hard, um, especially for high school kids. There's just a lot of really subtle quarterbacky things that he does. Um, even when he's moving and getting ready to run, he's still preparing to throw. Like he's a thrower longer than most high school kids are. They'll sense, they'll, they'll pressure, they sense pressure and they're gone. They'll take off and they're, and they're gone. And he's 6'5", 210. One of his highlights is his, of him hurtling a defensive back. He's plenty good as an athlete to just do that. Like, okay, I'm gone. But he instead does a lot of buying time, moving, running through, climbing a pocket, and still eyes up downfield looking for a receiver. And that is really not a common thing with quarterbacks at the high school level. Like, if you see it, it's usually someone like Trevor Lawrence or like someone of that ilk. Someone who's like, all right, this is a pretty damn good pocket passer who knows how to play quarterback. And he's obviously not at that level. I'm not saying that. Um, but it's a trait that he has already that it's like, okay, that's not something they have to work. Like that is coming natural to him. That's really impressive from someone who started three games at quarterback. I just really hope he doesn't bring the try to hurdle defenders thing to East Lansing with him. Um, <laughs> it's cool to have on tape uh, until you reach the college level and play for the Spartans. I would really like the kitty hurdle does like, not do it. <laughs> yeah, the kitty hurdle was like five eight. Um, yeah, it's still too tall for me. They they played some good competition. All three teams that he played against either won the state championship in their division or made it to the state finals uh, in their division. So that's tough. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have a lot more in this. Um, I know I went super long in there, just did like 20 minutes on a quarterback commit. That's that's powerful. Yeah, um, but I will have more SpartansWire.USAToday.com. What do you want to do? Do you want to jam in some draft stuff, or do you want to just save it? No, we, we, we could jam it in really quick, and then maybe elaborate more on it tomorrow. But yeah, yeah we, we can jam it in. Yeah, it's worth We're going to have to. I totally just lost track of time. We're 30 minutes in. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble, but let's just jam in some... Here's what we're going to do. Okay. The people who are listening to this now are, are probably confused. Like, what's going on? I, I, I will, I've explained it to them. They now know. I'm going to work in a break about 10 minutes ago. Okay. So we're not even going to take a break right here. I'm going to make a cut, and I'm going to make it work in post. And we're just going to... Let's talk about the draft right now for like five minutes. Okay. Sounds good. How many Michigan State players did you think were going to get drafted, Matt? you remember what you said? Yeah, uh, I said, okay, not only did I say four or five, I think I said five, but I also, before the second and third round show, said, yeah, it's probably a 25% chance someone will get drafted in day two. But anyway, I'm going I'm <laughs> to go with yes. Not only that, but I gave like three names of players that could be drafted in the second or third round in Joe Bocci, Raekwon, Josiah. To say I'm shocked that only two were drafted total, like I knew I wasn't good at NFL draft analysis, <laughs> everything like that. Yes. But I've even shocked myself with that low baseline of thinking about 
myself and the draft, everything like that. And it, it almost makes you feel stupid in a way because, you know, we get on here and we talk about this, this, and that, and this guy can go here, they can go here. It wasn't a hot take to think that four or five guys could get drafted. And this wasn't no. just us just going all willy-nilly saying, oh, yeah, they're good at state. They'll go in this round. Like, there were respected people, scouts, draft people, mock draft people, analysts that, like, had four Spartans squarely in the draft. Not even like, oh, this guy's maybe a fringe seventh rounder. You thought Bocce, Raekwon, um, Josiah, and I'm going to forget the fourth one, of course. Willikus. Willikus, thank you. All, all those guys were tucked very squarely inside of like the sixth or fifth round in a lot of mock drafts that you read. And to have two come out, oh, yikes. Yeah, you feel dumb. It's like, uh, I, was I giving people like the rah-rah? Yeah, I'm a state homer. This is how many guys are going to get drafted. Like, no, not really. That's not what I thought. That's not what a lot of people thought. So, yeah, just that two got drafted. Whoa, that's yikes. Did not see that coming. And one of them Kenny Wilkes in the seventh round, where it looked like for a hot second he wouldn't get drafted at all. That was oh boy, that was that was that was a weird draft. That was a weird draft for MSU. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I'm not stunned that Raekwon didn't go because he tested so poorly at the combine. Gotcha. Um, and that kind of that matters, and I'm a little surprised Bocce didn't go because. Yeah. No. A lot, fourth, fifth round was kind of the consensus. Like sixth round, maybe, um, was the majority consensus there, and maybe the PED stuff spooked teams, and that pushed them from a fifth round pick to an undrafted guy. Um, you know, we didn't yeah. really. Lewerke was hit or miss, and I think he was um, kind of a hot commodity on the after market because he got scooped up by the Patriots, and he's their third quarterback now. Mm-hmm. I imagine there was a decent deal for him uh, there, and it's not like a, a rookie trout or something like that. Um, quite the opposite, I would imagine. Well, um, he's got a battle because, I mean, the, the Patriots also did, did pick up Jamar Chase out of Louisiana Tech. So there will be a battle for that third position. But, again, it's it's a two-horse race for that third guy, unless the Patriots go out and you know, pick up another free agent. Maybe not even an undrafted which, one, but a guy that's a retread. Yeah, the and they absolutely could. Who knows? But like, still a great situation for undrafted free agent quarterback to to be in, though, is to be as of now one of two guys that are wait, vying for the third spot. Jamar, you said Jamar Chase. Jamar Smith. I apologize. Jamar yeah, Smith. Jamar, Jamar Smith. Chase is a receiver. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I, okay. I, I'm sorry. I'm, my, <laughs> my my brain shut off a few hours ago. Jamar <laughs> Smith from Louisiana Tech, who attack, would yeah. have a better completion percentage than Jamar Chase, as he threw for 65 percent last year and had a TD interception ratio of 18 to five. So yeah, Lou Workey's going to have some stout competition for that third spot. If it is just them two, if they bring in a third, fourth, fifth guy, I mean, yeah, of course it's going to raise the stakes. But all things considered, that's not the worst spot for Lewerke to be in. It's a, very it's a franchise room. you know doesn't really care where you were drafted or if you were drafted, uh, which is nice. See, with Brian Hoyer, he's one of three quarterbacks from the 09 class, still hanging around the NFL, joining yep. Stafford and Chase Daniel. Two Lions. Yep. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was good, but I was really I was stunned Kenny Willickus lasted to the seventh round. Yeah. I was really surprised by that. Same. More surprised than I would have been had he gone in the third round. Yeah, no, uh, I'm right with you. It was very alarming. Like I was doing errands throughout the day Saturday. Um social distancing, wanna make that clear. Uh but yeah, I would like check my phone every half hour, hour. I'd be like, what what's going on? Like okay, is why is MSU football like not updating that Kenny has been drafted yet? Oh, he just straight up hasn't. Like, it was just puzzling to me, and puzzling to a lot of people, obviously. But 
Yeah, it's nice that he got picked up by Minnesota. A, a solid team. A team with 15 draft picks throughout the draft, by the way. So he wasn't yeah. the only guy that was <laughs> drafted. Um, on the end, they also drafted DJ Wanham out of South Carolina in the third or fourth round. I forgot, somewhere in the middle. So right there, he's already got competition. But the rest of the Vikings' defensive and room, like they, they got some journeymen on there. So... Yeah, it, it, seventh round, that's not a guarantee to stick on a spot. He is going to have to battle, of course. Every day's a battle in the NFL. It's a cliche that's tremendously true. But I kind of like his chance to stick around and maybe make some noise on the Vikings, be a backup guy that could hopefully get some reps as the season goes along or something like that. Yeah, I thought he'd be someone fourth, fifth round, backup, part of the rotation, work in. You know, we know he's going to work. We know he's going to try really hard. You can put him on the field and know he's going to give you everything he's got. And then, you know, hopefully work, develop a little bit more and become someone who can play 50, 60, 70% of snaps uh, in a game and be a versatile player and, and whatever, and scheme independent and just, you know, good football player. And I was really surprised that he, he uh, lasted that long. And now it's certainly a hairier situation because seventh round players don't always make the team map. It's not a guarantee. There's, no, not a guarantee. Especially uh, on a team that had 15 draft picks. Yeah. Like just right there, baseline, they're going to have to make some cuts. Yeah. If you're a fourth or fifth round pick, you got to try to not make the team <laughs> that, at least yeah. that year. Right. Um, and usually you can get a couple of years out if you just show up, work really hard, and try. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, seventh round's not a given. So that, that's that's tough. Um, I think I wouldn't bet against him. I'll just say it that way. I'm not going to be someone betting against uh, Kenny Willekes in terms of showing up and making a team and he's just you know I think he'll fit in with Zimmer and they'll like him because he just won't stop trying he just works so damn hard yeah he's solid and I mean Scott should not to switch topics but Josiah Scott um should he's got a chance to compete for a starting job position absolutely yeah Rhino Blanis who um writes for the only colors and he's also a big Jaguars fan so I mean what better person would you want insight from he kind of random crossover it it is and I absolutely love it but yeah he essentially said um just like we were saying Josiah Scott tab to be a slot corner probably play the nickel a few dime packages um he suspects that he'll back up DJ Hayden um but yeah, just like you're saying, like I'm sure he can give him maybe a run for a starting job, whether it be off the bat or somewhere down the line, sure. And special teams opportunities, too. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think Josiah Scott is really in, in danger of, oh my God, we'll even stick on a team. He's pretty squarely in there. And I think, all things considered, I, it's a good situation for him. It's not yeah. the worst. Well... Jacksonville's kind of an armpit of the NFL type thing. It is, like, but as far as like position room and yeah. playing time available to make a name for yourself, it, it, it fine. It's it's yeah. solid. It would have been sweet like two years ago. Like, oh, Josiah's oh, going to be with me. Come on, yeah. AJ Boye and Jalen Ramsey's going to sure. be playing slot corner with them. Oh hell yeah! But yeah, it's a little different there now. Yeah, but as far as opportunities go, they're going to be there for uh, good old Josiah. Yeah, he'll have a chance and. Um, I think he's good enough to find a role somewhere as a sub package uh, corner and, you know, maybe could work into that spot where he's starting nickel and everyone's in three wide receiver sets always anyway. And he's playing 70% of the snaps and he's basically your, your third starting corner. So that is uh, a good sort of projection for him. And that would be great. He's going to get a chance for sure. He's going to get to play. Uh, and I think, you know, like, so, like Justin Lane really struggled to find the field this rookie season. I don't see Josiah Scott. Uh, having that 
problem. I think he's going to get some snaps. Yeah, and there's a lot of other guys, too, that signed it on drafted free agents, but we're going to get more into that in we got days to all come. Week. Yeah. Yeah. It's a busy week. Um, and we'll there's still some that. guys that haven't signed yet, so we'll wait on them, like David Dahl, um, yeah. Matt Cyber, Josh Butler. If, if any of those guys are signed, that'd be great to throw them in the mix. But, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. go more into the undrafted free agents yep. that are Spartans later on. We absolutely will. All right, that's going to do it for us here today on Locked on Spartans. Thanks so much for listening. We will uh, get into some of those free agency guys uh, tomorrow. I think we can talk more about Lewerke for sure. Uh, there might be some recruiting things. I think we're going to have something recruiting-wise to talk about for sure. Uh, Michigan State's going to keep on adding in the old uh, football recruiting department uh, and whatever else comes out in terms of news. But, yeah, definitely some more draft-slash-free agency stuff and recruiting coming your way the rest of this week. Ryan, it's a great review. Subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. Thanks so much for listening, Matt. Take us home. Remember two key takeaways here. Uh, Jamar Chase was Louisiana Tech's quarterback and some guy named Chad Lawn that I was classmates with way back in the day, coaches at Arkansas. All right. So long, guys. We, we botched that two minutes so bad. It was so bad. We sucked. Yeah, you know what? We're setting ourselves up for only going up the rest of the week. I, I don't hate that. That's fine. You got to start low to get even higher. Let's go, baby. Yeah. <laughs>